Welcome to the Crossview Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy the message this morning. For more information, visit us at mycrossview.com. Good morning. It's good to see you all. Well, I'm looking forward to our, uh, today. Today's going to be a little bit different. Uh, we are going, Pastor Holly and I are going to kind of have a conversation together. Uh, and we're going to talk about a, uh, a really kind of neat, uh, neat topic uh, in fact, Pastor Holly and I, uh, we both felt like we were led um, from the Holy Spirit uh, in the same direction, and uh, so this is a really cool kind of culmination of where we felt like the, the Spirit was leading us. We just got done with a five-week series on the Free Methodist Way. We kind of talked about uh, what it, kind of the larger, some of the values of our larger Free Methodist family, and that went really well, yeah. and I'm thankful that we had an opportunity to go through that together. But we both felt like we wanted to talk about uh, what does it look like for us to be living out our faith uh, in the fall and into the holiday season. And we felt like this was a really good opportunity to do this. We're kind of, we're in the middle of series next week. Darren Land is going to be here to share with us, one of our Asia area uh, mission, yes. missions leaders. And okay. so he's going to be here next week with us to share. And so we thought we would take today uh, to have this conversation. So what we'd like to do is we're going to take a couple of ideas and make them a little bit more understandable if we can. And, uh, and then hopefully this is kind of an encouraging uh, an inspiring conversation for all of us as we think about what does it look like? How do we live our lives in the fall and into the holiday season? So we want to talk about this idea of what does it mean to be missional? Hmm. Yeah. It's maybe a fun word. Yeah, it's a fun word. Maybe you've heard this word before, this idea of being missional. It's become a kind of a popular buzzword uh, the past several years. Uh, that the church is to be a missional church, that we are to be missional people. And I, I like the idea, but then you think to yourself, what does that even mean? What does it mean <laughs> for me to be missional, right? That's not a word that we necessarily use on an everyday basis. Uh, so we want to talk about that. Yeah. That we, the mission that we're supposed to be a part of is God's plan for the earth, for the redemption of humanity and all creation. Right, which makes it sound a little, little big, yeah. a little bit intimidating maybe, but we, but we can break it down because, uh, because our God knows each of us individually, right? And we can, uh, we can live into his mission, yeah. even though it's the redemption of the whole world, no pressure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are to be, uh, to be on mission means that we're living out our faith in a way that communicates the gospel and embodies the gospel, right? So there's this kind of two major, there's lots of different aspects to it, but if you want to summarize the two aspects of what it means to be missional as individuals and as a church, that we're proclaiming the gospel and we're embodying the gospel. Uh, God and the church are intrinsically missionary in nature, right? That the word is to go out and change lives and change uh, communities and people groups, Scripture is replete with sending language, right? And it speaks to the missionary nature of who God is and who we're supposed to be. Yeah. But that can be intimidating. Yeah, yeah. It, it, but it does speak to you. Can you scoot this over? Because I feel like oh, you have yes. the cliff notes. Sorry, and I'm, sorry. I'm, okay. Yep, there yes. you go. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it is the nature of God to be, to be sending, to be a, a on mission and a missionary God. And we, we've talked about, we were talking about this recently, about, about how um, in the scripture we see that God sends Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, Jesus the, the God incarnate, to be among us, to be with us, to be uh, 
God walking with us. And then Jesus, when he ascended back, returned to his father, then sent the Holy Spirit, which we, I think we'll, we'll talk about. And then also, um, and then God sends us, the Holy Spirit empowers us to go as well. Yeah. And so it is, there's this progression of sending yeah. and it's mission all the way through. It's mission all the way through. And now we're part of that. And so it's really important that we, uh, we think about these. And one of the things we want to kind of do is our conversation is what is, what is the missionary work of the early church? What does that look like and how do we fit into that? Uh, but I think to be missional as individuals and missional as a church, we see our primary function of one of actively moving into the community and embodying and uh, in, in fleshing the word of God, the hope that we have in Jesus, right? So that you understand yourself as you are the hands, the feet, the voice, the presence of Jesus to those around you. And it's not something that we just do when we're gathered here right. together, whether you're joining us online or in the room, but that we have this uh, part of who we are as followers of Jesus to embody that wherever we are. So friends, neighbors, workplaces, neighborhoods, community, uh, what does that look like? So I hope you're asking this question the whole time we're having this conversation, how am I doing that? Uh, This is part of who we are just as a church, uh, not just as followers of Jesus, but we want this to be a really important part of who we are as Crossview. Uh, And so the question I hope we're asking is what does that look like in my life? How am I doing that? Yeah, because there's this, you, you touched on this, but there's a, there is an internal aspect to our, our, uh, our faith, this inter- and by internal I mean inside the church, and that's this gathering, that's this corporate worship together, but we tend to think of uh, uh, a lot of things that we do in the church, we tend to think of as internal activities, yeah. and really what we find in scripture is that they're not. They're not. They're actually externally focused um, most of them actually. Yes. And and that's what we're going to talk about today is how what we do here is not meant for us. Yeah. Uh, it is to be externally yeah. focused. Even this, what yeah. we're doing here this morning. Which this, as we'll, we'll just, we'll share, we'll read, a, we'll read some scripture from Acts here in just a moment. But this is a really cool idea in that some of what we usually consider to be internal activities was intended to be externally focused, mm-hmm. which is kind of a reframing force, which is really cool when you think about it, that God designed our faith to be on display, right. <laughs> and put him yeah. on display. So uh, let's talk about that here first. Uh, we see this really cool, I want us to think about Luke and Acts. If you know, Luke and Acts are kind of two volumes of one work. Uh, and there's this really cool progression that we see in, from Luke and Acts. So in the Gospels, you primarily see the work of spreading the news of Jesus and inviting others into that being done by Jesus and the apostles. Mm-hmm. And then as you kind of get toward the end of Jesus' ministry, he's training his, his disciples. And in the book of Acts, the primary work of, of proclaiming the gospel and, and spreading the word then is passed from Jesus and his disciples to the disciples and a whole bunch of other people, yeah. including you and me, including the Gentiles, right? People who were not originally in, but were out. And now right. they're in because the Lord saves, right? Amen. <laughs> So we see this really kind of cool progression, uh, and what we find is that the primary work of the church is, supposed, is externally focused in what it does. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. In Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 6, this is one of the early crises that the, that the early church faces, and we find this fascinating kind of uh, answer to the problem. So Acts 6, 1 through 6 says this. 
But as the believers uh, rapidly multiplied, there were a number of rumblings of discontent. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So the 12 called a meeting of all the believers. They said, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are full of the spirit and and wisdom. Uh, We will give them this responsibility, and we, the apostles, can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following. They chose seven men, wise, full of the Holy Spirit, the first of whom is Stephen, Right, which we know then Stephen later becomes the first martyr. He's, he's stoned to death and Saul, who becomes Paul, who writes most of the New Testament, holds his coat while this is happening to him. And so they select some pretty incredible people. Uh, and then it says these seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them uh, as they laid their hands on them. So we want to kind of continue with this kind of juxtaposition between internal and external activities of the church. What do you see here? You see that the apostles are saying, you know what we need to focus on? We need to focus on prayer and the teaching of the word, which we primarily consider to be internal activities, right? right? That's what we tend to think of them. By internal, you mean within the church? Within the church. I'm going to use, yeah, our particular gathered group here uh, in church in our day. Those are often considered activities that we do in a church building when we're gathered together, Right. But that's not what this was. In fact, we often think about a food program, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of the community and taking care of the poor as the external activity. Right. This was really cool because for the apostles, they were saying, you know what? We need to focus on the teaching of the word and teaching people how to pray, which are external activities for the apostles. They go out and they do this all over the place, teaching the word of God and teaching people how to pray and relate to God. Isn't that incredible? Those are external activities. Those are meant to be seen and meant to be drawing people into the, to the good news of Jesus Christ. I love this. Yes, it's not the people who are coming to the church gatherings, which of course looked different then, right? The church gatherings yes. were coming into homes and, and really what we see is, it's kind of what we see as, as small groups yeah. gatherings here. But um, that's what the church looked like. But it, this is, yeah, exactly. The prayer and the teaching of the word was not exclusively for those coming in. In fact, it was focused on those who were out. Yeah. And, in, and rather than trying to bring more and more people into the homes, uh, the home churches, the effort was on the apostles going. In fact, that's what an apostle is, right? As a person sent by God to, uh, to, to share the good news. And so they were going to teach and to teach people to pray. And then as they went, they'd go from town to town, you know, especially later in Acts, they'd go from town to town, they'd start these groups of believers Mm -hmm. and then the apostles would leave and the local group of believers would then begin to meet and care for each other while the apostles continued to go and teach and preach the word. Isn't that cool? So what we're hoping is that you may know this already and you're like, okay, Pastor Kyle, Pastor Holly, this isn't news, right? But what we want is this reframing of us thinking about who we are as goers. <laughs> That's a primary part of who we are. It's a primary part of what, how the church started. The proclamation of the word and the embodiment of the word is something that we do wherever we are. Yeah. And so how are we doing that? So everything Jesus did was uh, 
externally, missionally focused. That is accomplishing the mission that God intended for the world, right? So announcing the kingdom of God. He taught with authority. He healed people. He cast out demons. He hung out with sinners. And then he called people to follow in his way as he went. Right. Which is really amazing. And all of that was done in the context of going yeah. to the people. Yeah. Going to the people. Uh, and so then Luke, Luke 9, Jesus sends out the, the apostles in pairs to do what he has been modeling for them for months and months. And Jesus states their mission uh, in this way. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. Mm -hmm. Isn't that great? So I hope that we hear that part of who we are at Crossview, part of who we are as followers of Jesus is people who are sent to proclaim the word and embody the hope that we have in Jesus. Yeah. I, is that great? I, it's it's hard. great. It's great. Sometimes yeah. we don't know the best. We don't necessarily know how to do that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a frightful kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But we hope that as we talk about this, we, we work through this, we have some tools to make that uh, you know, uh, we can understand better and better how to do that. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be frightening or intimidating because as, as a culture, we've had this tendency to separate what we do here on Sunday morning with what we do in the rest of the week. And yeah. I don't mean in a hypocritical way. I don't mean that we're, 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 you know, just different. We leave here and we're different people, but that we, we tend to consider this to be our time of worship and prayer and learning. And then we'll go and, and hopefully, uh, exhibit strong, character that's based in our relationship with Jesus throughout the week, but we may not think of it in terms of worship and yeah. in terms of embodying the mission of Jesus. And, and that's what we want to reframe here this yes. morning is that what we're doing here, this is part of it for sure. And so is every other moment of our week. Yeah, that's absolutely right. You know, we talk about this a lot, that the context of the relationships that we have are really vitally important to this. And so um, we want to, this is a relationally kind of based thing. When Jesus traveled and the disciples traveled from place to place, they'd often start with groups of people who they knew, they connected with. They'd often start in the synagogues or the yeah. temples. Uh, and then they would build those relationships. And so we want to just emphasize that. How are you building relationships? Think of, if you think about your relationships and asking, how am I intentional with those relationships to embody who Jesus is and the difference that he's made in my life? How am I doing that? What steps am I taking? Who am I inviting over to dinner? Who am I inviting out to coffee? How am I having these kind of conversations? We just want to really encourage you to be a deep person of love, uh, believing that even a whiff of God can change someone's life. Amen. Yes, amen. I love that. Uh, this last week in our Bible reading plan, our, um, which you can join if you'd like, you just go to our Crossview Groups page mm -hmm. and you can join. It's an online Bible reading plan that we use the Bible app. Um, yeah the YouVersion Bible app. And, it, and it's, it's, it's asynchronous, so I just want you to know that this is just a place for you to, uh, to join us online to read scripture, have a daily devotion, and then, but it's on your time. There's not a specific time, so you're not committing to like yeah. Tuesdays at 8.30, right? It's yeah. within the week. Yeah. Be at any point. Any point. This last uh, week's devotional series was written by Eugene Peterson, and I just, he, read, he wrote this in one of these uh, weekly devotions, and I love it. This is thinking about the way that we're reaching out in relationship, believing that the love of God that we've experienced can really make a difference. For love is not what we do after we get other things done, mm -hmm. if we have any energy left over. Love is what we do, period. It is not how we work, it is our work. If we don't love, we aren't doing what we are created and saved to do. 
Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love wow. how he put that. So how are you intentionally trying to love other people around you? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the fact that we're both kind of introverted in, in some, some ways. We kind of lean that way. So it does take intention and I effort. I lean far that way. Yeah. <laughs> I lean, I mean, less that less far. So, yeah. But it does take intention and yeah. effort uh, and, and sometimes putting aside our own yeah. uh, preferences and desires to say, you know what, I know someone who's hurting. I know my neighbor really could use, uh, you know, just some love and mm-hmm. some care or how much fun would it be to ha- have them over for dinner? Yeah. And you begin to build these deep relationships where you just kind of walk through life together and you can make a difference. So... Uh, Maybe we've talked about that, belabored that <laughs> point enough, uh, but we want to now shift uh, and talk about another aspect of, of um, how we think about building the relationships around us and who's around us to do that. As you can see, or as uh, the title of our, uh, of our, ser- our sermon, our sermon, our conversation today is Drawing the Crowd. Mm-hmm. So we want to kind of talk about what is the crowd? We want to begin to identify the crowd for us. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, when we think about being missional, we're thinking about the success of proclaiming the gospel in a church setting, we often think about that as being only successful if we have lots of people in the room or online. That's the crowd, right? That's kind of, that tends to be how we think about it. But we want to kind of connect this idea of what it means to be missional with uh, understanding who the crowd is for each of us. Yeah, this was a new, I love this. We've talked about this a lot in the last uh, couple of weeks. And this is such a refreshing way of of seeing the crowd and Mm -hmm. of seeing uh, what it means to be on mission with Jesus. And and I think you're absolutely right, Pastor Kyle. We tend to think of... of, I'll say success. It's not quite the right word. Sure. Success yeah. in uh, in reaching others as how many people are walking through these doors on a Sunday morning? How full is the sanctuary? It's really counting attendance. And we want you to know that we know that that doesn't feel, that that's, that makes you squirmy, that you're like, wait a second, that's not how we we measure um, the, the love of God or our ability to share it or anything like that. And we want you to know that that's not how we measure it either. That it's attendance on Sunday morning, that's not what, uh, that's, that's not a top priority here. This is the priority, what we're about to share. So, you know, hold on to your hats there. But we are, this is, this is exciting. This was so refreshing to talk about what the crowd really yeah. is. So we're thinking about crowd here for us, but then we think about the New Testament and the kind of crowds that Jesus experienced. Yeah. We, knew, we know that one of the things that the, that the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders did not like were the crowds that followed Jesus or the crowds that would show up when Jesus would, would come to different yeah. places. Uh, that Jesus would, as he traveled, people would hear about who he is and they would, uh, he would go to these crowds. These crowds would kind of come along and gather. They would gather as he went. So we're still connected with this idea of mission. And he would proclaim the word, heal the sick, perform miracles, proclaim the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so this is a really kind of cool thing when you think about this, that f- for us here today, uh, each of us, has the opportunity to go out into our own crowd. Yeah. The word we're kind of using about this is to think about, we each have a crowd cloud. <laughs> it's kind of a fun way to think about that. We're going to say it 10 times faster. Yes, later. crowd cloud. Uh, that each of us is connected to a network of relationships that nobody else has. Right. 
And so as we think about going, we think about all of the people that we are connected with. Mm -hmm. We each have a crowd cloud. So when you think about that, who is your crowd? We're not just gathering together and only part of the crowd here in this room. Right. So that we're, we're all part of particular crowds uh, that we can go to, like Jesus did, where we can have relational influence and impact. Each person has an average of about 10 different relationships on a weekly basis that they can have that kind of somewhat of a relational connection. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for some of you, it may be many, many more than that. I'm thinking about, you know, people who work in, in people vocations, right? If you're a teacher or what have you, you're with lots and lots of people yeah. in a week. And every, as you said before, we believe even a whiff yes. of God, even a whiff of Jesus can, can impact a life and can influence a life. And that is this... Um, we have time here. This reminds me of a, the other, another story of Jesus in the yes. Gospels where Jesus is going. He's on mission. He's on his way to heal somebody. And as he goes, you've, you know the story. As he goes, people are drawn to him, and, he's, and, and there's a crowd, right? He's walking through, and people have heard that he heals. They have heard that he speaks with authority. Um, they've heard that, that this might be the Messiah. And so they come to see him as he goes. And in this crowd, there is a woman who has been ill, has been sick for more than a decade. And because of that, she would be unclean in this society. And so she could, this image that I get of her is that she's, she's heard about this Jesus. And here he is, he has come to where she is, and she has to get to him. She just knows. And so she's trying to make her way through the crowd. And what we see in this image of her is that she's kind of trying to, you know, slink her way through because She's probably weak. She's been sick for a decade, and she's unclean, so she's not welcome. Among, nobody else wants to touch her, right? And she works her way through the crowd, and she just reaches out. And you know the story, right? She just touches the hem of Jesus' robe, of his clothing. And Jesus immediately knew that he had been touched because he said he felt the power go yeah. from him. Mm -hmm into her just that and 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 he healed her and he healed her of this this 12 year long illness and so yeah. just the touch of jesus yeah. uh was enough to change her life and that's what we get to be we get to be with everyone we meet we get to be a touch of jesus yeah that's so good so i just want to help to crystallize this idea for us as we think about being missional going and embodying who jesus is and what he's the difference he's made in our life the crowd that we have here is important and that we come yes. together to worship the Lord and be encouraged. We understand now that that's not just internal, but that's an external activity. It's meant to be put on display. But I don't just see the, the, the number of people that are here in the room each Sunday. What I see is the potential impact that each of you can also have on a weekly basis. So if we have 150 to 200 people that connect with us each week, it's not really 150 to 200 people. It's a couple thousand people that we have impact over on a weekly basis. Yeah. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> so let's be filled with the power of the Spirit, excited by the message of God, and realize that we are part of influencing so many people in our network of relationships. Our crowd cloud is enormous because as we inf influence those people, they then influence people. That's how it works. That's what we're supposed to be about. Yes. And this is really important stuff. Yeah. Wow, that's, 
That's amazing. And absolutely, I think if we could just look around, we have a great view right now because we can see all of you, but if you just look around at the, the people around you and picture not uh, the one person sitting there or the two people sitting there, but picture the crowd around each person because we each, we each have yeah. that. And it could be absolutely anybody in our lives. And we're going to yeah. talk about what that looks like because what, what we don't mean is that, is that the expectation is that you go home and you get a milk crate and you go put it on the corner and you stand up and uh, yell at people. It's not what we mean. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not going to draw a crowd, right? right. So, but, but it's, oh, we're going to talk about what it means. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited about this because this is, this is something that, this is living our everyday lives, what we already do, but with intention. Yeah. So you have heard us talk about this before, but one of the things that we're asking is, what does this look like for us in the fall uh, and the holiday season? Yeah. What, what better time to, to connect with people relationally? This is the kind of season where everyone is kind of more open to those kinds, of, to building close relationships, coming right. over for dinner as you gather for holiday, inviting people, and people have need. So you've heard us talk about this, and you've seen this before. We've talked about the blessed model, and we're leaning into the cheesiness of the word, right? That's part of who this, what this is, but each, each beginning letter begins with something. And so what we want to do with this, the whole point of this, is to be able to give some, some basic tools for each of us to say, how do I do this? Whether it's in our, my family as an individual, part of our small group, those kind of things. So I'm not sure if you've had an opportunity to read through this. I know you, we've talked about it on Sundays here before, but this is really significant stuff. So if you're like, I don't know where to start. Yeah. I don't know who in my life I could influence or build that close relationship. I want you to take a look at this and then just let the Lord speak to you about who you uh, can begin this process with. We laid a bunch of these out on the tables in the back. You can also download them off of our website. But this is essentially, the we've talked about this before, this is essentially asking the question, how do I be a good friend? Yeah. And how do I begin a relationship? So it starts with just beginning with prayer. Just ask the Lord, who, God, do you want me to be building this relationship with? Yeah. And whether that's family, friend, neighbor, coworker, someone in your neighborhood or someone that you work with, what does that look like? Who is that? The Lord will speak to you Absolutely. in that because we each have someone or a group of someone that he wants us to connect with. Yeah. The next thing is just to begin to listen, just to get together and get to know each other and listen to, sto to, to each other's stories yeah. and histories and struggles or, uh, you know, praises or whatever that is. Uh, the next one is eating together, right? My favorite. Yeah. So yeah. whatever that looks like, whether that's just inviting them over to your home or going out to dinner or coffee or something. This isn't, it's not as one person used to, I, a funny guy used to say, this isn't rocket surgery, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is just being able to build this relationship. The, the next then is to be able to serve, uh, serve with love. Yeah. So to be able to take some kind of loving action uh, in a really grace-filled way for, for someone who might not even be expecting it. Yeah. Have you ever experienced generosity that you weren't expecting and what that communicates to you? You're just like, wow, yeah. that was in amazing. Particularly within relationship. I think yeah. what I'm noticing here is that just like our discipleship pathway, this can be a cycle, yeah. right? And we say begin with prayer, absolutely, because because as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, everything that we do yes. is to begin with prayer. But I'm, I'm noticing things like, 
Um, you say serve with love. Absolutely. To do that within relationship is so, so, so meaningful. But I'm, I'm looking at and noticing that some of you are serving here, particularly, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about in our food bank. And you started with serving, and that has given you opportunity to build relationship. Yes. And then you hear people's stories because you've started with that. So I think there's a, yeah. there's a, a cycle there here. There is. Yeah, this isn't necessarily just linear. It is yeah. a cycle and it and continues. The last one is just to share your story. And yeah. this is where uh, it's really important as you build that relationship, just to be sharing who you are and what the Lord has made a difference in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, when you experience someone who may be struggling, you know what happened? You know what helped me at one point when I was struggling? This. Someone yeah. prayed for me. Can I pray for you? Or tell about a story in the Bible or I don't know, just tell you however it works for you to start to begin to verbalize the hope that you have, have in Jesus mm -hmm. and uh, see that then uh, have that opportunity with others around you. It's an incredible thing. And so uh, I just want to encourage you to take this, look through this. And we hope that as we're just, we're going to end our, our conversation today. Like I said, we, we put a timer up there for us because we could talk about this forever. <laughs> it's already over. It's already over. Uh, but this is really important stuff. How we think about our faith, what, the, what, what God's intention for us was, how we're living into that, and then the way that we're building and, uh, relationships and influencing people around us yeah. as, as well. So, so, so important. So good. So let's have an impact on our crowd cloud <laughs> together, amen, <laughs> through the power of the Lord. So Holy here's where I would, I know you're about to yeah. call the worship team up. Worship team, come on up. So here's where I would encourage you this week to not only to think intentionally about this, but, but to encourage each other in this. And one of the ways you can do this is, I think, let's go, let's go on our... Let's set this up. Let's go yeah. on, our, on our Facebook page. If you follow us on Facebook and, you know, follow the, the church page is what I mean, or on our community page, and you have an idea of how you're going to do this this week, would you go on there and share that and encourage other people? I was encouraged this morning by, yeah. uh, by Stan sharing yes. uh, his story of how he... How many of you have received candy from Stan <laughs> this morning? Right, yeah. my word. So Stan handed me candy this morning, which is just the best thing yeah. ever. And then um, shared about how he does this throughout the week and the people he's able to share God's love with in this way. And I love yeah. that. And it's such a ministry and it's such a way of blessing others. And so find, find yes. your thing right? Find the thing that you will do that will be a blessing to those around you. And thank you for the candy stand. Yeah. It's awesome. Let's get creative. This is going to take all of us. This isn't something that we can just necessarily program. And then it, it, it's going to take all of us and our creativity and the way that the Lord is going to connect us with different people. And we can share those stories. We're a powerful group together for the sake of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Let, can I ask you to stand and we're going to uh, end our time together in prayer and worship. Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you for who you are. Thank you for the message of the word. Thank you for your intention for us to live out uh, your will and your ways in the lives and the world around us. Help us this fall as we think about what it means to, uh, to, to build these types of relationships and to have impact. God, even things like our trunk or treat uh, is designed to not only celebrate um, and be together, but to invite people for our community and just to begin that, that initial relational connection, which last year that had a significant impact on some of the relationships within our community. God, fill us with your spirit. Give us those opportunities. Help us be creative and help us see incredible change uh, made in people's lives. 
give you all the praise. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Let's sing together.